2: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
0: Welcome back to the program. Lori Rubinson here with you. And let's just say um, there have been better days in New York football than what we had on Sunday. The Jets blowing up and losing for the 14th time in a row in brutal fashion, painful fashion to the New England Patriots. And the Giants... Uh, getting blown out by the Detroit Lions and unfortunately looking like maybe they are who we thought they are coming into the season. Uh, to talk about the state of New York football Giants and Jets, we bring in uh, columnist for the New York Post, Mark Canisero. Hey, Mark, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Laurie. How are you doing? We've been basking in this <laughs> glow of, of contention and relevance into November here, and it, it was a a large thud in Foxborough and in East Rutherford today. I mean, you know, I I think there was some alarming uh, alarming signs in both places, to be honest with you. Uh, probably a little bit more alarming what took place, I think, up at Foxborough.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's hard to say which is worse because they're both bad in, in different ways. But let's start with what happened in Foxborough and the Jets' loss. And there was alarming on the field in the way that, Zach Wilson struggled um, and the offense struggled while the defense, once again, uh, looks like a certainly a playoff caliber defense, even a defense that if it had an average offense could be successful in the playoffs. But even to get there, um, there's there's the problem on the field and off the field for Zach Wilson. I guess let's start on the field for a second and say, um, do you think the Jets can win with Zach Wilson, can be a playoff team with Zach Wilson at quarterback this season?
1: I think Zach Wilson is holding them back, Lori. I think it's, it's, it's obvious to everybody that watches it. And, uh, um, as you mentioned, I think this defense is clearly a playoff caliber defense. And frankly, their special teams has been pretty good too, up until that punt return at the mm-hmm. end. Uh, you know, so I, I, Is it possible they can make the playoffs without benching Zach? I suppose it is. But I I would have to say right now, you know, despite what Robert Sala says, and I know he said it was the furthest thing from his mind to take Zach out today, I think it needs to start becoming a little bit closer to his mind. to to Think about that on Sunday when the Jets play at home against Chicago. I think there has to be a short leash. I'm not saying he needs to be benched right now. For his play because I get it you know it was difficult conditions you know the Patriots are you know can be tough on defense but you know what what Zach put out on the field today is unacceptable I mean it's just as unacceptable in a different way as what he put on the field in, in at the Meadowlands three weeks mm-hmm. ago when they last played the Patriots yep. when he threw you know threw the ball away and I, I know we're gonna get to you know what you want to re- refer to as off the field you know, the Jets have, I mean, Zach Wilson has a, not only is a quarterbacking problem, he's an accountability problem. And I think that's going to lead him to the bench a lot quicker than his play on the field.
0: Yeah. if If you're saying all the right things, saying doing all the right things off the field, then it gets easier for... Your coaches, your wide receivers, and others to stand by you and have your back when your you're struggling,
1: and your defense and, to have your you know have your yeah, back right, and
0: and your defense. Um, the issue here, the defensive players are still saying all the right things. God bless them. But uh, but let's you know, obviously, the the quotes after the game, the accountability problem, as you called it after the game. I, I don't know that he could have Zach Wilson been asked an easier question where the answer is yes. Um, yeah. And he gets asked, do you feel you let your defense down? I mean, you scored three points. Of course, the offense let the defense down. We've seen it, You know, when, when they talk about film study, watch Eli Manning, watch Daniel Jones, but frankly, watch every other quarterback around the league. And When your team loses, the answer is yes, we let them down. Like, all quarterbacks know that. It's the secret handshake. It's in the handbook. Like, everybody knows that. And he says no, no. And and then you listen to Garrett Wilson, his wide receiver, talking about how unacceptable what the offense did was. And so now, I mean, do they have a problem within their own locker room? Forget the defense being unhappy, but the offense, dissension within the offense.
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny. Uh, Garrett Wilson is one of his, I mean, I, I'm very, very high on Garrett. And, and he's a real level-headed young young man. And uh, um, I was really, really surprised to see him show uh, some some demonstrative reaction on the field today uh, when Zach missed him wide open and threw to Denzel Mims. And, and Mims as well, uh, who, as we know, has been struggling, you know, as a Jet since he was drafted, uh, he as well had a demonstrative negative reaction toward Zach Wilson today. So you know, not only do we have an issue in the in the offensive meeting room, so to speak, and the receiver room, you know, but again, you know, ref- getting back to the defense for a second, you know, they might be saying all the right things, but these guys have got to be disgusted with what's mm-hmm. taking place on the field and and to and to hear Zach casually say that, no, he didn't feel like he let the defense down. I mean, there's, there is, I mean, I I covered the Giants game today. I was, would have met life. I had an eye on the Patriot game. I watched it on my iPad, you know, in the press box the entire game and had an earphone in listening to what was going on. You know, that defense clearly is pissed off. uh, And, and I, and about what took place on the field. And I think it's probably more pissed off after hearing Zach not take accountability. Now you, you, you've referred to the secret handshake thing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Every quarterback, and it's a, it's a great way of putting it. I like the way you put that. I don't care if it's their fault or not; the quarterback takes the blame. That's just the way it goes. You take blame for stuff that wasn't yep. even your fault. I've been covering football for 35, 40 years, whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but you know, I've I've i stood there and listened to the boomer scientists of the world who have covered that. You know, you know, going back to all the quarterbacks I've covered, who will literally cover for their for their. Fellow teammates, uh, and and call themselves out on it when I know it wasn't their fault. Zach, I mean, I'm telling you, this is Zach is going down a very dangerous path right here. I'm, I'm telling you right now. I mean, it, this is this is a very very disturbing path, and this this needs to be nipped in the bud by Robert Sala, and, you know, and or Mike LaFleur, the offensive coordinator, really fast, uh, and because uh, it, it's going a bad, it's going down a bad direction. Zach Wilson has been the worst statistical quarterback in the league since he got into the league last year. And and frankly, other than playing an efficient game against Buffalo last week, which is great, we all credit him. He, he, listen, he hasn't been turning the ball over, which is great. But, you know, they've, they've had the reins, you know, tightened, obviously. To, you know, to hear coaches say, hey, listen, Zach did a great job. You know, he was efficient. He managed the game. This dude is the number two overall pick in the draft last year. Have we seen any signs, any flashes? That this guy can put his team on his back, I haven't. I haven't.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you raised you raised uh, an interesting point that that I was um, thinking about before, which is that Denzel Mims and his body language of frustration with the quarterback and. What makes that particularly interesting to me is that Mims has been the absolute good soldier um, for a while now because he's wanting to get back in the good graces of the coaches, get more playing time, get out there on the field. So when Mims is reacting like that with the body language, that's telling you what's going on in the wide receiver room, I think. I think that's a message if Garrett Wilson and the others, that they're talking and it has now become acceptable to make... That those faces at your quarterback because that's how frustrated they are. I, am I wrong in reading into it that Mims is almost like call it the you know canary in the coal mine that Mims is like <laughs> that that signal for us that there's something else going on here.
1: Uh, I listen. I think it's a great point. I mean, you know, and Mims has you know I mean even though he did. You know, in in training camp, you know, say he wanted to be traded. You know, I think, frankly, I think he probably got a little bad advice from his agent to make that public. This is a guy that hadn't done anything in the ten minutes right. of the league. but you know, he simmered that down, right? And uh, and he's a guy that really, as you as you referred to it, he's been struggling to find his own way and get into the graces, you know, of of the you know the the coaches, the the better graces of the coaches and whatnot. And frankly, the only reason he's even playing is because Corey Davis has been hurt. Right. I mean, you know, so. Uh, and listen, he had a pretty bad drop in the game as yes. well. And, and and I you know, Zach Wilson put his hands on his head in you know, early on in the game there. Yep. Certainly not nearly as demonstrative as, as what took place. Yeah, I think listen, I think all of these things are signs of cracks in the foundation in that locker room. And, you know, again, I don't believe again, I wasn't in that, that locker room today. I didn't have a chance to talk to the defensive players, but and they've been they've really been you know, listen, everybody has been Handling Zach Wilson with kid gloves. I mean, for, quite frankly, he got a free pass last year. He played awful last year for most of the year, and you know, everybody was like, "All right, listen." He didn't have any. You know, listen. I wrote it a hundred times. He didn't have any talent around him. He had no skill position players. He's young. He's twenty two, twenty one, whatever. You know what? I mean, look at what he's done this year, and, and, and honestly, tell me objectively. If you think he's made that many strides, the guy's got four touchdown passes this season. We're going to week 11. We're in week 12 this week. Yep. Four touchdown passes for your starting quarterback. I get it. He missed the first couple games, but still. Mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot be a winning football team when your starting quarterback has four touchdown passes.
0: Yeah. We're talking to Mark Cannizzaro from the Post. And Mark, I know you were obviously um, out at MetLife covering Giants Lions today. You were in that locker room. And. You know, some storylines in this game. Certainly, obviously, the injuries um, for the Giants, but the winning formula for the Giants this season has been run the football with Saquon Barkley and don't make mistakes and, you know, let the other team make mistakes. You have a narrow margin um, to win, and they squeak it out. And that didn't work, obviously, on Sunday. And... (laughs) I couldn't help watching and thinking that the now four and six coming into the game three and seven Detroit Lions looked like a m- much more talented football team than the New York Giants. Wouldn't you agree? Well,
1: yeah, I would agree. And listen, you know, the funny thing is, Laurie, we've we've all along the season as this, you know, it has become very much a feel good season for the Giants. You know, none of us really thought that they had a ton of talent anyway. Right. And you know, then they started losing talent. You know, the receiving room is almost empty now. Mm-hmm. Now that uh, Robinson went down today, which what looks like might be a semi-serious knee situation, yeah. uh, which is terrible. You know, because he, you know, he had his career day today. Um, but so, yeah, listen, I, you, you hit it on the head. The formula has been run the ball, don't turn the ball over, and we've been waiting for this game to come for the Giants when when a team stuffs the run. Stop Saquon Barkley, you know who was came in leading the league in, in, in rushing, um, and here was this Detroit Lions run defense that was ranked 31st in the league entering today, which is I mean it didn't make any sense. But I tell you what, Dan Campbell, I mean, and his staff did a, they did a tremendous job. I, I don't know if you watched the game, but literally yes. first play of the game, yep. you know, they, a backup defensive lineman basically just you know stoned uh, Saquon for a three yard loss. That set the tone. And that's what Saquon looked at for the entire game. And what did that do? It, it put pressure on Daniel Jones, to, you know, to beat the Lions. And I think this is a little bit of an alarming sign. Although, I think, listen, I'm I'm not as nearly as down on DJ as I am uh, mm-hmm. Zach Wilson. Sure. Those are completely on opposite ends of the spectrum. I, I still do believe that Daniel's a winning can be a winning quarterback. But when you cut, put it all on his shoulders, particularly with a thin receiving core. Uh when they can't run the ball, it didn't look good today uh you know he you know he he you know he he listen he just didn't see uh, Hutchinson obviously on that uh, right. That was just a bad look you know and he, he admitted it afterwards uh but you know he badly overthrew cager on the second interception, and frankly, you know listen, he put up three hundred and forty one yards of passing and Frank and you know those were a lot of empty yards, and mm-hmm. the Giants were down multiple scores when he was when he was passing for most of those yards.
0: Yeah, Daniel Jones. Um, there, you know, what you worry about is some days your quarterback is going to need to throw the ball forty four times, and you can't and worry and win still. And you can't worry that if you throw the ball forty four times, um, as many good throws as there may be, that there's going to be two really bad plays um, that lead to interceptions, and and ultimately one of them, of course, um, led right to uh, a touchdown. So. Um, you know, that's what you worry about with, uh, with Daniel Jones. On the other hand, as you said, look, I think the Giants have, um, you know, even with Wondell Robinson, I think they had the worst receivers in the league. And now um, without him, uh, absolutely the worst receivers in the league. So Daniel Jones, you know, I know it it keeps sounding like we're making excuses and those were two bad plays by Jones. Um, I, I, Another thing that jumped off the page, you referenced that um, that tackle for loss, and also there was the early sack and all of that, is Shane Lemieux. This was the first time he had been back, and he was back and and activated um, to play guard um, offensive lineman. that it seemed like they thought was supposed to be a starter, and he got benched in the second half. He was just terrible and doesn't look like, I mean, certainly pass blocking, it just doesn't look like he can do.
1: Yeah, you know it's interesting. Uh, uh, Brian Dayball was a little bit evasive about the reasoning why he took him out. Uh, he just kind of—he was trying to say, you know, he, it was—I almost, I think he was almost kind of trying to say it was the plan. He wanted to look at the other guy or whatever, but I mean, it just kind of was a weird. It was I, a weird I, I, I
0: read that as—I don't want to say he got benched, but he got benched. Exactly,
1: of course, <laughs> exactly what it was. Listen, I mean it's a good story of him coming back from injury and all that kind of stuff. And I don't, know, you know. I mean, the bottom line is somebody, I mean, he, he was asked how, how have you played? Well, nobody on the offensive line played well today. They played horribly. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, that was as much a reason the Giants lost the game. You know, I mean, the, the Lions absolutely manhandled both lines of scrimmage. Yep. I mean, and, they and, won and, in know, the
0: trenches. Absolutely. And, and
1: frankly, that's want to, to some degree, Lori, And I think that was a little damning. I think, you know, I think, you know, listen, it's human nature. The Giants had that game coming up against Dallas on, on Thursday. You know, they were flying high. I don't know.
0: i got to be honest with you, Mark. We can say it's want to, but the Detroit Lions have a legit good offensive line. They really do. do. That's a good offensive line. And the Giants before injuries they can run block yes but they they're not great pass blocking and lemieux is terrible and it was a windy day and yeah you sh- you shut down the run you overload and sell out to play the run on this day and the giants offensive line can't pass block so they
1: respond did they not respond yeah and they you didn't know. know you know they have to they have to know it's coming you know yeah. um
0: I, I thought it was poor coaching. You know, they they were a little, and and then the Adoree Jackson. I mean, that was a mistake coming from miles away. How do you have Adoree Jackson be the punt returner when he is your number one corner and and yeah. such an important part of that defense? Uh,
1: I'm I'm really I'm disappointed. You know, I'm I'm a, I'm a massive day ball. Of course, person. I mean, and and he is. Pre- Honestly, I don't think there's a button he hasn't pushed that that has not been the correct button really all season. That's a that's a that's the wrong button he pushed, yep. and he's it just it just is, and uh, you know yeah. I mean listen we pressed him on it today after after the game and and you know he his response was kind of predictable as, as yeah. he's talked about all along. Listen, guys get hurt; it's part of the game. Blah blah blah. But you don't need. Here's the problem, Lori. A Dory Jackson is not. He doesn't have potential explosiveness as a, as a punt returner like a Deion Sanders or something mm-hmm. like that, right? Yep. So you're not putting him in there exactly. for, that, for that for that one one potential chance that he might he might break one, right? And, and you know so that I mean the, the kid that that ran the, the, the punt back, uh, you know, for the Patriots that was the first return punt for a touchdown in the entire league this season, okay. So what do you, what's the upside? You know, what's the, in the risk reward. It just, the reward does not,
0: Yeah, it just know, seems... I mean, listen,
1: James, James, he, he, he muffed two punts in that Seattle game, right? Yeah. I get it. He had a bad day, you know, uh, team act, you know, they yeah. you, know, you know, they're, they're the special teams coach came out the other day and said, you know, it was, it said it was a sleeve issue with his problem. It was his fault. He shouldn't be wearing sleeves. You know, that's a coach protecting his player. But James that's the, he hasn't not been a perennial you know muffer of the balls of, of, of the of these plants fri I just I just it made no sense None. At the time. and frankly today unfortunately it just reinforced the bad decision
0: yep. Yeah, and now uh, the Giants short turnaround and uh, playing the Cowboys and it, it, who looked awesome on Sunday. So, um, you know, unfortunately, I worry that the Giants are who we thought they are. Uh, Mark Canazero from the New York Post, always appreciate the time. We'll catch up with you soon.
1: Good talking to you, Laurie. Take
0: it uh, easy. All righty. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with
2: a little help from Blinds.com?